Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code Jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. Choq.com code Jesse. Limited time offer. Subscription cancelable at any time. On the Jordan Harbinger show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money, Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. 
Day one of the Democratic National Convention. Eh, it was pretty much what you'd expect. Your kids. We need to talk about your kids. Don't worry, I'm not going to insult them. I only insult my own. And finally, well, you'll have to wait and see. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. Before we get to the DNC coverage of last night, and it really got quite embarrassing for a while, you and I need to have a little frank talk about you, me, all of us, people on the right, people gravely concerned about what's happening right now in the United States of America. I get your emails. I love your emails. Please keep sending them. You're welcome to. And I know you're scared. I know you're frustrated. I know you're mad. I know it can be hard to take all this in. You turn on the news every single day and it's bad, right? It's all bad. It all sucks. You got the kids in the full body suits in school. Maybe you lost your job, lost your business. You're watching violence, open violence in America's city streets. The polls don't look good. Biden's up. There's no shortage of bad news out there. And this may apply to you, so I need you to hear me. If you find this really genuinely affecting you, You need to turn everything off. And this specifically applies to the DNC. I'm going to play you a couple little cuts tonight. Nothing major. Don't worry. But this Democratic National Convention, you didn't understand. It's not for you. It's not for me. It's not even for the general public. This Democratic National Convention is for the insane leftist commie base of the Democratic Party. It's going to be one gigantic crap on America fest all week long. And if you tune into it and you're not in the right frame of mind, it's going to be miserable. So either get yourself in the right frame of mind, or if you can't do that, turn it off. Turn it off. I have a confession to make. 100%. Did not watch the DNC convention for 30 seconds last night. Now, I got all caught up on it this morning. Saw who said what, who said this, who said that, caught all the videos. But last night, by the time I got home from work, it had been a long day. Kind of in a crappy mood when I walked in. And I almost turned it on. I had the remote control in my hands and I thought to myself, why? Why? When it comes to all things right now political, because this is an insane election season, we're obviously less than three months away from the election, everything's going to be turned up to the max. And when you add in the coronavirus stuff, the businesses, everything else, you can easily, easily get yourself way too stressed out. You have to learn how to filter your election coverage. Don't sit and stress yourself out every night. You want to get caught up on on the highlights? Tune in here. If this stresses you out, take a night off. Take a night off every now and then. Make your life a little bit better. Trust me on that. I did last night. Uh, I'll be tuned in again tonight because I'm a glutton for punishment, but I took a night off. What, what? Nobody's perfect here. Now, on to uh, the convention. I, before we get to him, I just have to say this. I do sit and stare in awe when I see these speeches, though, and it really does... 
I try not to get too deep in the political bubble, like you and I can do. You know what I'm talking about. Everything's political, and you're arguing with somebody, and oh, screw my sister. I'm going to say something mean to her on Facebook. You know how you know how into it people can get, right? Um, these people are insane. These people occupy a completely different America than I occupy, and the way their minds work, it's it's in an alternate reality. And I find it very difficult to come to terms or to, to figure out how I'm supposed to approach people who live in an alternate universe. It's almost like they're on drugs, like the hardcore psychedelic kind that your crazy uncle used who wore the tie-dye shirts and bragged about Woodstock all the time. That's what it seems like, that they're, they're in a separate realm. I don't think I can get to that realm and reason with someone like this. We saw the failure of a government that tried to deny the virus, then tried to ignore it, and then tried to politicize it. The failed federal government that watched New York get ambushed by their negligence, and then watched New York suffer, but all through it learned absolutely nothing. Americans learned a critical lesson, how vulnerable we are when we are divided, and how many lives can be lost when our government is incompetent. What? This is the same Andrew Cuomo who several times throughout the coronavirus initial, you know, whatever you want to call that, was praising Donald Trump openly, calling him on the phone. Thank you. Appreciate it. Trump, he's sending, remember, he's sending hospital ships, parking hospital ships in New York Harbor. They bent over backwards to help New York. And that Cuomo... That's the guy responsible for like half the coronavirus deaths in the United States of America. Even if it's not half, New York is the leader in coronavirus deaths. Cuomo had a policy of putting people infected with coronavirus in the one place they can actually murder other people, nursing homes. Cuomo did that. It should be a national scandal right now. If Andrew Cuomo was a Republican, Andrew Cuomo would have been forced by the media by this point in time to resign from public office and retire in disgrace and would possibly be facing criminal charges, would undoubtedly be facing civil suits of some kind for being directly responsible for the deaths of thousands. Instead, he speaks on the opening night of the Democrat convention and points fingers at someone else. It is, it is truly good to be a Democrat in the United States of America. Not only are you not held accountable, they will actually hold other people accountable for the things you did. It is, a, it is something. Michelle Obama spoke at the first night of the Democratic National Convention, and maybe this is the second time she's proud of her country. Four years later... The state of this nation is very different. More than 150,000 people have died, and our economy is in shambles because of a virus that this president downplayed for too long. So let me be as honest and clear as I possibly can. Donald Trump is the wrong president for our country. He has had more than enough time to prove that he can do the job, but he is clearly in over his head. He cannot meet this moment. 
He simply cannot be who we need him to be for us. It is what it is. I can't stand that woman. I'm not going to lie. I can't stand that woman. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it either. I know they're trying to tell you things like, well, you can't talk about the first lady. Okay, that lady has taken a big, fat, steaming dump all over the United States of America every single chance she's gotten. She stood up and gave a speech two different times when her husband was running for office saying this is the first time she's ever been proud of America. It's just this Obama family axe to grind with this place. I cannot stand her. And you know what? That stinks because first ladies are supposed to be unifying, aren't they? Isn't that, is that old-fashioned? Am I just being old-fashioned? I think about a first lady and I think that's a unifying force. I mean, right up to the point we got to Hillary Clinton, but it's a, it's a unifying force. She's the first lady everybody loves her. She's our first lady. Not Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama joined right in with her husband early on, and when she wasn't ruining school lunches for everybody, she was dumping all over this place, and I can't stand it. Trump, as you can imagine, <laughs> he had something to say. Quote, somebody please explain to Michelle Obama that Donald J. Trump would not be here in the beautiful White House if it weren't for the job by your husband, Barack Obama. Biden was merely an afterthought. A good reason for that very late and unenthusiastic endorsement. And that actually is really subtly hilarious that Trump would jump on that. Let's not forget, the Obamas didn't endorse Joe Biden until there was nobody left in the race. Joe Biden was Barack Obama's vice president for eight years. And Joe Biden gets in a crowded primary and Barack Obama's sitting there, former president, right? He can endorse anyone he wants as former president and will get precisely zero blowback politically, especially if he endorses Biden. It was assumed he would endorse Biden. Nobody would hold a grudge about that. Went, well, obviously, he's his vice president. Of course, he's going to. He still doesn't do it with zero risk, zero, zero political capital expended. Barack Obama still looks and goes, uh, you know, let's wait and see how it shakes out. <laughs> yeah, there's no love lost between the Obamas and Biden, and I love that Trump took that. Anyway, as you can imagine, Trump, um, yeah, he had more to say to Michelle. The Obama-Biden admi administration was the most corrupt in history, including the fact they got caught spying on my campaign, he went all capital letters, the biggest political scandal in the history of our country. It's called treason and more. Thanks for the very kind words, Michelle. Trump didn't stop there. He had to go after Cuomo really quickly. Now, quote, now AP estimates that the real Cuomo, that the real Cuomo number of people killed because of his total incompetence is 11,000, not the 6,000 that was originally thought. Trump is not going to let that go, nor should he. I know a lot of people dislike Trump's use of social media. And I'm certainly not going to sit up here and tell you everything he sends out there. I'm all, yeah, get him. I mean, obviously, some things I like, some things I don't. He's his own man. It is important for future Republicans to use it. It is important because everybody will follow the president of the United States. The media will put out only the message that makes Democrats look good. If you want them to talk about something and you're president of the United States, 
Don't sit up there at the podium and whine about it. Get on social media. Put it out to your three or four million people. That is the way to end around the American media, and that is important. All of that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. Now, Battle Box. I told you they sent me a hatchet, right? I'm going to bring another battle box here into the office. Maybe I'll do this tomorrow, and I'm going to open up, open it up again, and I'm going to show you the card they send you with it. You see, it's a monthly subscription, and every month they send you this box full of all kinds of gear. And I can't tell you specifically because it's all over the place. It's tarps, it's flashlights, it's hatchets, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a disposable grill. It's all over the map about survival stuff. It's, it's done by the guys who do that Netflix show, Southern Survival. And they send you a big card with it that explains everything in it and how you use everything. It's fantastic. Go get a Battle Box subscription for yourself, for your husband, for your wife. Go get one. It's something fun to do by yourself or something fun to do as a family. Go to BattleBox.com. There's no E in it. That's BattleBox.com. Do not forget to use the promo code JESSE. That's J-E-S-S-E. Save yourself a pile of money while you're there. We'll be back. Ted Cruz said something interesting, as he often does, in my opinion, about the DNC convention last night, and it got me thinking. First of all, here's what Senator Ted Cruz had to say. Right now, Antifa mobs are burning police union halls. It used to be that unions, union leaders would stand together, but the Democrats have said, we care more about the woke mob than we do about standing with cops or firefighters or working men and women. And to go tonight without saying a meaningful word about the riots, about the police officers being murdered, it's an example of how the Democratic Party they're getting more and more extreme, and it's all because they hate Donald Trump. That, that's what they stand for, is radical leftism and hating Trump. I don't think that's a majority vision in, in, in America. We have an interesting dynamic going on on a macro level from in, when it comes to politics in America, and this is what I mean. Democrats did this the last election, and they failed, but you can argue they failed because they had a really crappy candidate, or Donald Trump performed really well, whatever way you want to look at it. But Democrats have this strategy they have fully embraced now. That strategy, strategy is they want you to see chaos and violence in American cities. Remember, they really ramped it up, these Black Lives Matter protests going into the last election. They even burnt down Charlottesville, which is in one of the critical swing states of North Carolina. Democrats believe in purposely causing civil unrest because they think it'll make you go their way. I don't know if they're right. I don't know if they're wrong. I will tell you, historically, when people are down and out, when they're poor, they'll go more leftists. When people are scared, they're more prone to go to the right. But they've made a conscious decision. And rest assured, some of what you've seen in the city streets has been crazy people. Some of what you've seen in the city streets has, has been misguided people, but genuine. But there's no question. Some of what you've seen in the streets has been planned, organized, paid for. I'm not making this up. This isn't wild tinfoil on your head conspiracy theories anymore. Shoot, they busted a caravan of Mercedes vans driving into Idaho 
local sheriff busted them all. The vans had bricks and everything and a bunch of Antifa members in the back heading into town. Um, you don't rent a Mercedes van for 50 cents. You don't buy one or rent one for nothing. These are funded, organized movements other people glob onto and go along. So this is done on purpose. What you're seeing right now, the Democrats want you to see it. They want you to see that. And as such, they're taking a risk. The risk is simply this. They are pushing some people in the middle away. You see, most of America is not as far right as I am. My goodness, 99.99% of America isn't as far right as I am. I know that. I don't present myself as some, I'm just a journalist, just, just calling balls and strikes here. Nope. I am hardcore, hardcore right wing, as far right wing as you can go. I want tiny government, strong borders, pro-life, all that stuff. And I'm not even the least bit sorry about it. I'm not middle of the road. Maybe you are, and that's fine, but I know what I am. Most of the country, though, relatively middle of the road, probably not too political. Wife, two and a half kids, mortgage payment, get home from work, maybe you turn on the news for five minutes. I don't expect that person to be as boned up on the issues as you are, because you watch me. But they don't like violence. And they do associate that violence, whether the media wants them to or not. They do associate the Antifa, Black Lives violence with the Democratic Party. So there's a real danger there. Democrats are making a gamble. They think, yes, you're associating some of the wing nuts with them. But if it gets crazy enough, you'll vote against Donald Trump. What does that have to do with what Ted Cruz says? Well, the Democratic Party... You've heard me rant on this before. You will hear me rant on it again. The Democratic Party constantly treats their insane base, and their base is insane. They treat their insane base as if they are legit, reasonable political voices, and their concerns, they're going to take action. You don't have to look any further than this recent post office fiasco. It's nothing. I went over this yesterday. I'm not going to go over it all again. Trump said nothing. We now have Nancy Pelosi calling the United States of America's House of Representatives back into an emergency session so the Postmaster General himself can go before the House and give a testimony. That's how seriously Democrats take the concerns of their base. What do Republicans do? Well, let's think about that. What were you promised halfway through Barack Obama's first term. You remember what happened? If you don't remember, let me refresh your memory. Barack Obama went out there, had all the political capital a new president does, especially when you have a Democratic Senate and a Democratic House. You just got yourself swept in. Everyone was mad at George Bush. Barack Obama's there. Inspirational, baby. And you have what's called political capital. You have some time... You have only a certain amount of it, but you have time and you have, you know, the power at this point in time to do about one big thing. Maybe two small things, but one big thing. After that, the public gets mad, people get mad, people get scared, they back off. Barack Obama, what's he do? He passes Obamacare. And you remember what that was like. I know you do. I was at all those Tea Party rallies just as mad as you were. What? Obamacare? They didn't even read the bill. And of course, it was a total disaster, of course. 
but he passes Obamacare and the country hated it. He used every ounce of political capital he had to pass Obamacare. That's why he didn't really get any other major legislation passed the rest of his time in. He passes Obamacare, the country freaks, and immediately you get all these Tea Party Republicans running for office. I know I was one of them. It was lost. But whatever, I don't want to talk about that right now. And you get all these Tea Party Republicans running for office. And they're all running on what? What were they all running on? You remember? Repeal Obamacare. Vote for me and I will repeal Obamacare. Repeal Obamacare. If you've ever made the horrible mistake of signing up for political emails, whether it be from a candidate or a PAC or the RNC, you've had 10,000 repeal Obamacare emails between the time Barack Obama passed it and today. And 10,000 might actually be low. It could be, it could be higher than that. So we had years of that, right? Barack Obama finishes his first term. Boom, huge wave gets swept in. We take the House, and then they're all running on repeal Obamacare. And we take the Senate, and then they're all running on repeal Obamacare. And we take the presidency of the United States of America. And remember, while Barack Obama was president, they passed repeals of Obamacare time and time and time again. Several times they passed it. Republicans did knowing that Barack Obama was going to just simply veto them repealing his own bill, as, you, as any president would, of course. Finally, we get back to presidency, the Senate, and the United States House of Representatives. They don't repeal Obamacare. Planned Parenthood's another great example. How many times have you heard defund Planned Parenthood? We will defund Planned Parenthood. Vote for me, Christians. You know, they love to placate the Christian base. Vote for me, Christians. God would want you to vote for me because I will defund Planned Parenthood, which obviously we should do, bunch of soulless ghouls. We take back the House, we take back the Senate, we take back the presidency. Your money's still going to Planned Parenthood. So is mine. The Democratic Party treats their base seriously treats the concerns of their base as insane as they are seriously the republican party treats you and i like a chump they do maybe we are chumps but i don't know what else to do do you all i know what to do is to come on my show and hammer republicans maybe trying to hammer some kind of a spine into those idiots it's not like we can go democrat those people are insane but I would like to not be treated like a sucker from here on out. You know what? The next time you're running for office, don't even tell me you're going to repeal Obamacare. Just don't even bother. I've always wondered if somebody like that running for office could get traction. If somebody running for office on this message could get traction. Look, I'm just here because I was kind of bored of my other career. I wanted the feeling of power that comes with being elected to the United States House of Representatives. I want to go get treated to fancy steak dinners from lobbyists. Yes, I'll occasionally show up to political events, but I'm really not going to care about any feedback you give me. I'll suck up to as many donors as I can, try to buy enough ads to lie to you, and then get elected the next time. And no, I'm not going to term limit myself. I'm going to be there for 30, 40 years. That way I never have to get a real job. I always wonder if somebody running for office on that platform would actually find themselves getting elected. I mean, at least it's honesty, right? Isn't that what you always say you want? I'd say that too. I'd just give it. Someone be honest. Give it to me. 
Because I've, I've become entirely convinced that would be honesty from these people. That's who they are. All right, moving on. A couple quick things. This is a direct quote from a university, from a professor at a university, from a professor at a state university. Quote, giant warning, even in capital letters. Any instances of othering, gosh, these people, that you participated intentionally, racism, sexism, ableism, I love that, homophobia, sorophobia? Sorophobia. Mitchell, find out what sorophobia is. Transphobia, classism, mocking of mental health issues, this crazy lady, body shaming, comma, etc., in class are grounds for dismissal from the classroom. The same goes for any papers slash projects. You cannot choose any topic that takes at its base that one side doesn't deserve the same basic human rights as you do, i.e., no arguments against gay marriage, abortion, Black Lives Matter, comma, etc. I take this seriously. Well, don't get me wrong. I take it seriously, too. And this is why I take it seriously. That human being is teaching your children. Let me say that again. If you send your kids off to an American university, you are saying... I want you to sit down in front of an individual like that. You had better start taking greater care of who educates your children. No, not every university is like that, but a lot of them are. They've been infested with these people. And they're graduating college, the college students who learn under these professors, and they're moving on, they're becoming CEOs. They're becoming senators. They're becoming judges. They're becoming district attorneys. This kind of infection spreads, and we've allowed it to spread for too long. If you were to listen to hate metal for eight hours a day, seven days a week, you would find it affects you in a certain way. If you were to sit down and read your Bible, for eight hours a day, seven days a week, you would find it affects you in a certain way. What you do with your time, which is limited, has an effect on you. Where you send your child for seven, eight hours a day, elementary school, middle school, high school, and college, affects them. I don't care how much you try to beat it into their heads, the values you want them to grow up with. At some point, you cannot compete with somebody who consumes that much of their time and that much of their attention. So be more careful where you send them. Sending a child these days into an American university is like taking your child and chucking him into the gorilla pen at a zoo. It's that dangerous. Be careful. Be careful what you're doing with the young mind you've taken great care to raise. All right, now, let me tell you about Atlantic flag and pole. I have something, well, something you need to hear. You know that flagpole in your yard? Was that aluminum made in America? You know Atlantic flag and pole is a small business packed full of patriots, American-engineered, 
with American aluminum. That is everything. You and I, look, I'm just as guilty as you. We have to start getting better about buying things made in America. It is critical now, not just for American jobs, so we're not funding the people who despise us. You get that at Atlantic Flag and Pole. Go to AtlanticFlagPool.com. That's AtlanticFlagPool.com. Use the code JESSE. That gets you 10% off your order there. Plus, this might be the best part about them, the flags, they don't do that twisty thing that drives me nuts. You look out every time it's windy and all of a sudden your flag's bunched up. It's got to swivel. Your flag, old glory, will always be flying. We'll be back. Joining me now is former Congresswoman from New York. I'm almost positive she's a doctor, and I didn't even have that on the list today. She's a member of the Independent Women's Forum's Board of Directors. I'm sure there's probably more on there. Nan, how much did I forget? It's Nan Hayworth, obviously. How much did I forget or how much did I leave off? I know you're humble. Be honest. There's like 10 titles in there I missed. No, Jesse, that's good. Thank you. It's a privilege to be with you, believe me. Well, thank thank you for coming back. Nan, when it comes to Republicans and Democrats, I have this I have this thing. That Democrats treat their base as if what they have to say is important, even their insane base. And, and you can argue that's hurt the Democratic Party as a whole because the whole party looks insane now. I mean, Green New Deal would never be considered by any major Democrat ever. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez comes out with it and all the Democratic presidential candidates were all, oh, that's a good idea, sounds really good. But Republicans, they hate their base. They either ignore them completely or they talk down to them as a bunch of wing nuts. Is this all in my head or do you see this? You know, it's, it's as always from you, Jesse, it's a great question. Um, I don't feel that way, but okay. I do know this much about politics, having been there and you and I have both experienced politics. Um, the elites will always find their way to access. They will always be able to capitalize on what government does. And what troubles me about the Democrats is that now what we have uh, is this this pincers movement on the middle class. Uh, and I've been seeing it for a long time in which, uh, you know, it used to be, and there are still folks who, uh, you know, have uh, interests to uh, think about, you know, investments and industry and, you know, businesses uh, who wisely, and for the sake of everybody in the country, wisely support Republicans who want to empower the marketplace uh, directionally, certainly better than Democrats. But what bothers me really is that there are so many in the elites who, uh, and people of great means, who want to co-opt government, uh, and, and that is done through the Democrats, through their regulatory state, through their administrative state, and they are combining, uh, because even if they pay a lot in taxes, they don't see it necessarily as, you know, they'll find a way around it. You know, it's not necessarily going to change their way of life, but they're combining with the folks who want the government to give them checks and to provide for every need. And what they're doing is they're squeezing the middle class. 
Uh, and what I saw in Congress, Jesse, was that it was those folks in the middle uh, who were represent, for example, our representatives on the Republican side. You know, they were they were business people. They were smaller business people in a lot of ways, uh, and and they were the folks who were involved in commerce. They were the middle of the spectrum, uh, representing uh, what you see. You know, small town America. You know, people who are actually producing and earning, uh, and working hard. Uh, and the Democrats are just taking total advantage of those honest, hardworking folks, and it really bothers me. You were there, as you mentioned. I have I've always wondered this. Every time a bill passes the House of Representatives anymore, it's probably always been this way, but I can only speak for my time on this earth. Anytime one passes, there is always a list of things in it. We get the list and we're just horrified. We'll, 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 someone will print one out for me, and it'll yeah. be 90 inches thick, and there's all this crap in there, for lack right. of a better way to put it, if you want to excuse right. my language, ma'am. And it's awful, and everyone hates it. No. Everyone hates it. How yeah. did it get there? Who puts all the bad yeah. stuff in this? Is it the actual Congress people? Is it lobbyists? Is it some faceless bureaucrat somewhere? How does all the awful stuff get into these bills that become law? As always, Jesse, another great question. And I, we've talked about this before, uh, but it's worth saying again, the main problem we have with government and with politics, why does so much money go into politics? Because the federal government, we have allowed it, we have endowed it with enormous power over every aspect of our lives. Uh, things that the Constitution never intended the federal government to do, now it does. It does our, you know, it makes sure that our, I mean, you know, food supply is important, but, you know, it, it invades small business, it invades housing and mortgages, uh, education, health care. Everything that could be managed by us, the citizens, or by our states, now the federal government does. So why are these laws so big and complicated? And yes, I have seen the sausage factory in action. It's because uh, they they cannot be streamlined. Uh, you know, they they you cannot get the constituencies together. Voters, you know, we don't have a direct democracy. We have a representative democracy. Voters cannot uh, possibly, and you know, they'd have to spend their lives, their careers, studying all these issues to understand how these bills are crafted. But they literally uh, pick uh, bits and pieces that they can put together for funding schemes, for example, to pay for uh, various initiatives. If you tried it, like when we were running for, you know, it was read the bill, right? You got to read the bill. Well, I've got to tell you, Jesse, I couldn't read these bills and I was in Congress. They are crafted in legalese. It is bill writers. You know, it's legislative staff, and I'm not demeaning them. They're the ones who, who write these bills. I had legislative staff who were superb. They were world-class, and they interpreted these bills for me. Uh, and, and so many of them end up being omnibus bills, Jesse, because Congress uh, cannot honestly deal with what their citizens, what their constituents, uh, don't fully understand and, you know, won't uh, won't help to clarify. It's a problem, big problem. Back to the question I was asking in the beginning about Democrats and their base, where I was going with that is all this USP, all the Postal Service nonsense right now. And it's just completely absurd. Obviously, Trump says something completely legitimate, and Democrats take it. Right. They take something out of nothing now, 
and they turn it into an extra con actual controversy. We have the freaking postmaster general getting called back to give a testimony between an, or in front of an emergency right. hearing in front of Congress. Democrats will take something that's nothing, and in order to placate their base, they'll do something with it. Where are my Republicans right. who will do that for me? Where are my indictments for James, to James Comey and John Brennan? Where are they? And I'm waiting. Yeah, where are they? I, Jesse, I agree with you. And to uh, return to the, the very pertinent genesis of your question, Democrats in some ways have an easier time speaking to their base and indeed speaking to the public in general because they're always giving you stuff, right? You know, they, that's their whole modus operandi. We're going to give you stuff. We're going to get Uncle Sam. We're going to get the government to give you stuff uh, because that's the government's job. And society owes you. And doggone it, we're going to make sure that, you know, that we pry wherever we need to pry these resources out of so that you can get them. Republicans have a different argument fundamentally, right? We're all about empowering you. You know, right? You know, we want to, we want to help you not be so burdened by the government. And with that freedom, you'll really be able to do more and do better. But you know, Jesse, you have to be the sort of person who will uh, cherish uh, that opportunity and have that motivation. And sadly, not everybody does. So in terms of the post office and the postal service, we have uh, a, a constitutionally ordained service that has competitors in terms of package delivery and indeed in terms of uh, certain types of mail delivery as well, obviously, uh, although it, it reserves first-class mail for itself, but uh, it has competitors that do things better. They don't have, uh, either they don't have a unionized workforce or they have a workforce with whom they can more effectively uh, set rules and make changes. Uh, and they have a workforce that is not uh, politicized inherently because it's part of government. So the Postal Service is drowning in debt because of uh, pension and benefit obligations uh, that it has, that it has uh, no way of fulfilling. And in the meantime, it, it is not uh, nearly as efficient as it could be, but there's a lot of institutional resistance to making that happen. Postmaster DeJoy, who was put in place a couple of months ago by uh, President Trump has tried to make meaningful reforms that'll make services better for everyone. But you know what the problem is? It cuts into overtime by postal workers because that's very wasteful. Postal workers aren't happy about that. Uh, you know, so every uh, every town that has a post office, you know, we rely on our postal service. You know, all these people go to their politicians and uh, uh, start complaining. And of course, the Democrats have just uh, taken off with that now because they they want to completely crash the system. Very clever of them with universal all mail uh, voting. Uh, and the Postal Service uh, is not equipped to handle that kind of volume with that kind of timing. Uh, and of course, Jesse, as you've said, the Democrats are now going to, they're couching that obviously in terms of President Trump is standing in the way of your right to vote, right? That's what it comes down to. Nan, thank you so much. That was awesome, like always. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> thank you, Jesse. You need a gun safe. You need a gun safe. Maybe you need a walk-in vault. These things are so cool. Check out the walk-in vaults. 
Maybe you need a vault door. Maybe you need a storm shelter, depending on where you live. Get something from Vault Pro USA. One, the quality is unbelievable. That's why you're dealing with lifetime warranties. Two, veteran-owned company. And three, made in America. Stop funding the people who hate this country. Go check out what they have at vaultprousa.com slash jesse. That's vaultprousa.com slash jesse. You can even, look, you can go there and check out all their stuff. They have, you know, stock. You know you can get some stuff customized there, too. And it's really, really cool. VaultProUSA.com slash Jesse. Don't forget to use the promo code TheFirstTV and save yourself some money. We'll be back. I have to be honest. Going into last night, seeing how insane the Democrats have been, all the craziness in the street, these, these mayors and governors going nuts across the country, crushing jobs, I was starting to get more and more confident about Trump's re-election chances. I, I thought he had it, or at least had a good shot at it, right? And then I saw this video they played last night, and man, I say hello to President Biden. Good night. But it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to be well Think it's time we start Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down On my life that's not a parody video we did for the show. I know, I know, I know you're going to look that up. You're welcome to go look it up and watch the whole thing if you can withstand it. That's real. You remember clear back at the beginning of the show tonight when I said it's like these people occupy a different reality? That's what I mean. Somebody sat down, came up with that concept. Pulled off the concept. I mean, did it all on film, right? They were just filmed it all, different cuts and things like that. And somebody sat back and looked at the finished product and thought, man, we nailed that. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. I'll see you tomorrow. You know... Your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. 
Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.